It's time for Bottom of the Bargain Bin. With Kevin Hart. Welcome back to another episode of Bottom of the Bargain Bin. <laughs> oh boy, do I have a winner today. I don't know what you think you know about Attila the Hun, but forget it. Mulan. Uh-uh-uh. It's a documentary compared to this. This movie cost one dollar, and it's maybe the best dollar you will ever spend. The Huns, as they were called, were led by a man named Attila. Ah! This wonderful piece of cinema comes to us from The Asylum, a studio notorious for making some of the worst movies in existence. They are the modern-day horrible B-movies such as Plan 9 from Outer Space, even more recent ones like Troll 2 or The Room. Asylum just cranks these movies out, I, I, and they're usually mockbusters, you know, sort of movies that ride off of the success and the imagery of a popular movie and going as far as they can to rip it off without actually ripping it off. So you look at something like Transmorphers, Android Cop, but this one, as far as I can tell, isn't really related to any other existing property. With that in mind, we're in for a pretty wild ride. So for a history lesson, and that's a history lesson according to this movie, Attila and his sons drink blood out of the staff of Moses to become superhuman. This staff is then split into three pieces and scattered throughout the world, only to be discovered 1,500 years later by the U.S. military, which brings us to the beginning of this story. Ah, well, hold on a second. That's not how it happened. Actually, yes, that is how it happened. That is exactly how it happened. And if you want me to explain it in the spirit of this movie, I literally will not even pretend to explain it. So, we see our three military scavengers, two of which end up getting killed, but not before discovering this slab with some sort of human melted onto it. You know what it says? What? Get the f*** out of here. No, I think it says, sleep is an illusion, death is a dream. On the way back, someone eating an apple accidentally spills blood on it. Oh, I'm sure that's not a big deal. So will this amazing discovery be studied by scientists or exploited for profit? Don't worry, big old military man will tell you before you can even draw your own conclusions. When are you going to learn that the military's job is profit and war? And science, that's somebody else's luxury. Our main man confronts him about this and tells him the same thing, but a little more on the nose. Oh, Gahan, he's in a rat hole somewhere. Don't worry, we'll find that little bastard. We have to bomb every terrorist all across the world. And what then? We blame him for the problems we create, and we go home like heroes. I didn't sign up for that. I give the orders, and you obey. So, as you can imagine, upon obtaining the remaining piece of the Staff of Moses, the Nomad awakens and takes back the artifact, but not before killing half the military base. So, our main man, his name is Vito, by the way, has to lead a motley crew of military movie cliches on a reconnaissance mission for the peace of the staff. When he's called to do this, he is suffering from PTSD in his room. The movie doesn't really know how it wants to treat this, because it starts out pretty intense, and honestly, the actor playing Vito gives a really good performance. But this movie kind of treats it like a joke right afterwards, and the two people come to get him. Captain! Apparently he doesn't like visitors. Ugh. So anyways, once they team up, 
They all pick different gum, and this will factor in later, so take notes. Now, aside from Vito, we also have the daughter of Vito's friend and mentor, who ends up as the other lead, so the dirty almost dozen make their way to get the staff back, and... However, aside from our attractive two leads, this guy can actually hold his own against the Nomad. One side plot that actually just ends up going nowhere is this archaeologist's son, who you think he's this spoiled brat and he may have some ulterior motives. I'll take orders from you. My daddy will ruin you. Oh yeah? Who's your daddy? Fleetwood. Yeah? Well, when you're with us, you're one of us, you take orders from me. Is that clear? But... No, he gets wasted pretty spectacularly in a bit. So here's a compilation of all how powerful this nomad is. After all that, they pin him to a tree with this car. I mean, seriously, this resurrected superhuman, he can't move out of the way or break the tree or flip the car. No, 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 no. They pin him to the tree and that's it. So, the guy driving the vehicle, uh, he got impaled earlier by Attila, but isn't actually dead. So, the driver, being seriously wounded, decides to stay there, keep him pinned, and blow him up. But not before a truly wonderful pun. Hey, beautiful. In the bang? That is, unfortunately, not the end of the movie. Hey, remember the uh, guy who actually could hold his own against Attila? Yeah, he was injured, so he stops to catch his breath. I just want you to know that I'm proud to be on your team, and I got your back. But oh no. Quickly, just literally sucker punches this guy and kills him. Surprise, surprise, he survived the explosion. So, So our two heroes run to the rendezvous point, and for about two minutes, the worst recreation of the Terminator ensues. They just closed the door on him. They're like, sorry, we're closing in five minutes. In the underground hospital slash lab, the movie dials it up to 11. How powerful is the staff of Moses? Well, let me ask you, history buffs, what happened with the Manhattan Project? Uh, don't even answer, because apparently that would be fake news. Here is the real explanation. That doesn't look like much. Yeah, that's what we thought at first, too. Remember the A-bomb? Manhattan Project, 1945. Explosion heard around the world? Well, that was this. Misfire. Boy, we had to spin that one for years every which way we could. Yep, Super A-Hole McMeany General reveals his grand plan of not only using the staff of Moses to create super soldiers, but he also wants to use its power to cure his own cancer. Five years ago, I was diagnosed with inoperable cancer. I fought it. But unless I have a little help, it's over for me. All my plans and all my dreams... There's one thing that can save me and buy me the time that I need. This mission had a means to an end. I don't want to die, Vito. He injects his own blood that he put into the staff into a soldier, and in addition to coming back to the dead and fighting the Nomad, this happens. I wonder, where have I seen that before? Hmm. Uh, 
that's probably just coincidence. So as it turns out, the Nomad is actually one of Attila's sons. <gasps> More like Attila the son. After the archaeologist plans a bomb on the sun, somewhat of an insurance policy, the general drinks the blood from the staff and transforms into a man wearing a skull mask. That is, I think, supposed to be the real Attila. The father and son duke it out while our heroes escape. The base explodes behind them, and all is well. And you remember that uh, gum-picking part earlier? But now it comes full circle. So what kind of gum did you choose? I didn't. No. More of a chocolate guy. Okay, so yes, this is an awful movie. But I love it! Sometimes with these asylum movies, they're overbloated with overcomplicated storylines and terrible CG. But discounting the end credits, this movie barely makes the one hour, 20 minute mark. It's short, it's dumb, and it's to the point. This movie knows what it is and makes it entertaining. And the worst thing a movie can be is boring. And let me tell you, as poorly written, made, acted this movie is, it's beyond entertaining. If you have $1 to spare, I would highly recommend you watch this for a couple of laughs.